God, I pray this morning that the big preacher would come and walk through the house. God, that, that you have burdened my heart with, Lord, I pray that you would help us to get it across so that the smallest of child in this house today can understand. God, if they be one in our midst standing in need of prayer, save lost or backslid. Father, I pray that you would burden their hearts so that they would see that they need to come. That this old-fashioned altar, Lord, is just not here as a symbol. But God, it's here to use. And Father, help us to use it, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I want to preach and kind of draw our thought this morning out of verse number 15. And let me read that again. The Bible says, and Job's speaking here, and he's asking a question. And where is now my hope? Yeah. As for my hope, yes. who shall see it? Yeah. I want to think on the thought this morning for just a little bit of time. Do you recognize hope yeah. when you see it? Amen, brother. Do you recognize hope when you see it? We said earlier, and I want to try to draw you a picture this morning of old Job. Job, the Bible tells us, was smitten from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet with boils. And uh, Job at one point was sitting in the dust, Brother Gill, and he was scraping himself a pot here. And uh, the Bible tells us that his wife came along, Brother Brandon, at one point and said, Job, you're here in misery. Why don't you just curse God and die? Amen. And another point in time, his friends and Brother Jim was supposed to come and be a help to him. They showed up, but they weren't really a help. Brother Dane, they began to accuse Job of sin. And can I tell you that sickness isn't always the result of sin. We have jokers in this world today that they go around and they say that this uh, sickness and that sickness is because of sin. And, and it's kind of always been amazing to me. It's always a sin to them, brother, you know, until it hits their house. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> That's always easy, Brother Brandon, to say your ape's ugly, but my ape looks pretty good to me. Come on, brother. Dad always said ugly's ugly. I don't care whose ape it's on. Sin is sin. Sin, the Bible tells us this. And Jesus said he was the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not. And the good thing about this is, Brother Moses, what sin used to be is still sin today. Amen. Amen. Job wasn't in the situation he was in because of sin. Job was in this situation because God allowed it to come and God allowed it to be so. And can I just pause and say this this morning, right here and right now, that if God allows you to go through something in your life, you better rest assured and God help us to remember this, that if God allows us to go through trials and tribulations, you rest assured, child of God, that God will be right there with you. That God will not forsake you. Amen. God said He'd go with us all the way. Even unto the earth. There have been times in my life that I've went through things. That I've said, Lord, where are you? But in the stillness of the night, 
said, I'm ready to die. I'm here in the grave. And this is basically what he said. He said the grave would be better for me than the life I'm living. Man, that's miserable. Come on, brother. Can I tell you, there's people this morning that woke up in the world you and I are living in. And they woke up with the attitude, Brother Dayton, I'd be better off dead than the life I'm living. That's a miserable existence. Can I tell you, if we're not careful, sin will get us in that frame of mind. There's people this very night that has just passed into the morning we are now living in that has went out of eternity because the devil had convinced them at some point in time last night that the life they were living is more miserable than the death that they would face at their own hand. And they took their own life and they faced God that very morning in a judgment of without God. So people have said, I, I'd never have that to happen. I don't know if many of you remember. My memory ain't that good, but I remember this vividly. Remember one morning my father got a call. His brother that lived in York had got a divorce from his first wife for many years. Married a young woman. They had a son together, and they got a divorce, Gil. Yeah. Yeah. And in the divorce, she was threatening to take that little boy away from him. Yeah. And the night before the phone call came, Brother Jim, Ralph laid up on his bed with his little child, and he shot his child through the chest, through the heart, and he laid beside him, Brother Gill, and he took his own life. And let me tell you something, such a miserable call to get in the earliness of the morning. That that has happened to your own family. You say, preacher, why would anybody do that? Because the devil wants you and I to feel like we're hopeless. Amen. Do you recognize hope when you see it? Job's looking around and he's looking and he's saying, Hey, my friends are miserable. My family's no help. The grave would be better off with me there than to live life the way I'm living it. And it comes down to this verse where we draw our text from this morning. And he says this, And where is now my hope? Can I tell you under the sound of my voice this morning, if you're here lost without God, there's only one place that you're going to find hope. Amen. And that's in the Lord Jesus Christ. Preach. He is Hallelujah. the only hope for this world. He's the only hope that you have. Bless God, He's the only hope that any of us have this morning. Amen. Where is now my hope? As for my hope, who shall see it? Who shall see my hope? And I tell you this morning, if you're here and you feel hopeless, I've got some good news for you. I can see your hope. You say, what are you talking about, preacher? Let me give you a few examples. In the book of 1 Kings, there was a man one day, a prophet by the name of Elijah. 
And Elijah talked to God. When he wanted him to close up the heavens that there would be no rain. And after a while, Elijah went and prayed. And again he asked God to open up the heavens. And there, about, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in 1 Kings chapter 18, or thereabouts, we find that Elijah and his uh, a little hand uh, 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 helper, so to speak, uh, uh, bless your heart, uh, was out yonder and he was talking with Ahab. Uh, and he told Ahab upon the mouth, uh, he said, Get thee down, for I hear the uh, sound of an abundance of rain. Uh, can you imagine uh, God had dried everything up? Uh, here's a man of God telling, uh, Oh, Ahab, Ahab, you better get down. Uh, from here because I hear a storm of ruin. Hey man, no doubt in my mind, could nobody else hear it? Could nobody else see it? The Bible said that Elijah spoke to that little fellow and told him, he said, you go out yonder. And he said, you look toward the sea. Amen. And he said, tell me what you see. There went that little man and he got to looking. He come back, he said, I don't see a thing. Elijah said, go out yonder seven times and come tell me what you see. After about the seventh time, glory to God, here he come. He said, well, preacher, he said, when you get to looking, he said, I see a little cloud. Well, yonder, about the size of of the palm of a man's hand. Elijah said, Boys, let's get down out of here. It's a fix in the rain. I'm telling you, what's hope look like? Hope looked like a little cloud to a preacher. But it brought the rain. Hallelujah. Preach, brother. Hope sometimes don't look like a whole lot to a lot of people. But Mullen, again, I really enjoyed that Sunday school. I can relate when you was talking about how you pray when you stand before people that God would use you to touch the hearts of the lost and to touch His people. And that's my prayer, Brother Brandon, every time I stand. Amen. Is God feed your people and touch the lost. And every now and again, as we said last week, we get to see a little gleaning here and there. But oh, listen, you're looking at a fellow that don't look like a whole hot gem, but the son of that message that I carry, that old book that's rattered and tattered, Brother Dayton, that so many nowadays despise. That old message that I can't change a lick. It's been preached throughout endless ages. You're looking at a fella. That don't look like a whole lot. But thank God, he's used this vessel. Ought to bring hope to a few down life's way. Ought to call some, hallelujah. Ought to see that they need the Lord. Hope this morning don't always look the greatest. But it's still hope. Amen. Job says, Who shall see this hope? Elijah, he told him, 
verse 44, chapter 18, his little servant come back and he said, Behold, there arises a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up and say to Ahab, Prepare thy chariot. Get thee down that the rain stop thee not. Amen. I ain't going to spend a lot of time right here. That old prophet, he saw a lot of hope. For the Bible said, Brother Brandon, that Elijah took out with his horse and chariot. And Elijah was on foot. And Elijah beat a well-trained horse and chariot down to the city. Can I tell you what? Child of God, you hear me this morning. You may be going through a trial. You may be bearing a heavy load this morning. But if I can get you to see hope, if I can get you to look beyond your veil of sorrow and get a glimpse of hope this morning, you'll outrun the horses and chariots. In other words, you'll press on for the glory of God. Amen. No matter what's going on around you. Hallelujah. Bless him, Lord. Oh. Do you recognize hope when you see it? Yeah. I read. Oh, I've got to slow down a minute, take my time. <laughs> too old to preach like that too long anymore. Yeah. It was a man of God. First chapter in the book of Luke. The Bible said he was a righteous man. He was a priest. Him and his wife lived in godliness, Brother David. And the Bible says that his wife was barren. And he prayed and he prayed. So you see, in those days, the custom of the land, Brother Mullen, is if they didn't have a child, especially a man child, it was looked upon as a curse. And so Zachariah had prayed and prayed. Let me take a pause right here. God showed me this yesterday. I about had me, me a, I mean, just a slap out royal fit. You ever prayed for anything that seemed like, Brother Jim, that God just wasn't hearing you and just forgot about you? I mean, praying for something and it just seemed like everything else was happening but what you was asking God for. God showed me yesterday. The times in my life, Brother Gil, when I prayed and it seemed like that God wasn't listening. Yeah. I can imagine old Zachariah, Brother Dayton, probably thought many a time when he went in to get the altar of incense ready, probably talking to the Lord and telling the Lord maybe something like this as he was preparing the altar of incense, Lord, <laughs> I need you to show up. God, the world around us looks at us as if we're cursed and Lord, you know my life's barren and God, only you can do something. Oh, I can imagine how hopeless old Zachariah must have felt. Mm, Lord, I feel this are climbing all over me. There was a day he was in there at the altar. Mm, Lord of God, he was preparing for the a worship of the Lord. And the Bible says... There are 
appeared unto him an angel that stood by the altar. Amen. Hallelujah. And it told him, Zachariah, oh, the Lord has heard that prayer. He said, Thy wife Elizabeth, mm, glory to God, but she's going to have a child. He's going to be an anointed one. He'll be the forerunner of the Savior of the world. And I tell you what God showed me yesterday. When God seems to be silent, He's just got you on hold a little bit. He's got something special in mind. Just go ahead and let God work. Go ahead and trust in hope. Amen. And see what God will do. Oh, Zachariah, I want you to think about this. Praying for years that God would touch Elizabeth. Then God sent an angel, Gabriel nonetheless, appeared to him, spoke to him. Then Zachariah wants to say, how can this be? For what is impossible with man? God doesn't work in the realm of possible and impossible. For all things are possible to them to believe. You're telling me, as the brother taught this morning, the one that spoke the words and the world was created. Hmm. You mean to tell me you're going to limit God in your situation? No, 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 friend. I'm telling you, you better get a good look at what hope looks like. Get a good look at what the grain of hope God sent in your way. It may not be a whole lot. Oh, what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying, amen, old Zachariah. He was at the place of hope all along. He was at the altar, brother. They never time. He was already there. But there was a day. God says, all right, take a rest. Now you can know. And God sent an angel. Amen. Oh, how can this be? So Gabriel said, I, can, I don't know how that conversation went. You just have to excuse my foolishness, but my little hillbilly mind, when I read things like this, I try to just put myself there, Brother Dave. I can imagine this old angel saying, Now, Zach, listen here. To show you that God's going to do what God said He's going to do, you ain't going to be able to talk at all until your son's born. You ain't going to say one word. Well, if the wife asks you, how do I look today? You ain't going to get in trouble. Because you ain't going to be able to talk. Right. If she asks, what do you want me to fix for supper? Just eat what she fixes. Yeah. Zach, because you ain't going to be able to tell her no way. Right. So all the time that Elizabeth is with child, old Zachariah in the house of the Lord, <laughs> she kept home. You gotta keep home. Amen. Can't throw your hands up and quit. Come on, you gotta man. keep looking for hope, Brandon. Amen. When hope don't show itself. That's 
That whole time, Elizabeth swelling up with child. Oh, Zachariah, he can't say a word, but he's been at the altar in since day. Yeah. Staying yeah. faithful and true. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, Elizabeth delivered. They looked at her and said, what's his name going to be? She said, we're going to call him John. They said, how can this be? That name ain't in your family. And like a lot of people wanting to cause division. Yellow right there. They went running to Zachariah. Well, what are you going to call him, Zachariah? We don't know what Elizabeth wants to call, but it's your decision. What are you going to call him? The Bible said that Zachariah called for a script. And he wrote the words down. We'll call him John. gotten so worldly minded they don't even understand it anymore. Hello. Come on. Amen. And can I throw this in and then I'll move on. When I'm praying for God to show me something, Gil, I appreciate your prayers. But when God sends me the answer, you don't need for you to come tell me. That's right. <laughs> Amen. That's right. I pray about things and telling people, and people say, Well, I don't feel the peace of God in that. Lord, I must have missed that chapter. <laughs> Let me look again. Well, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will come to you out of the mouth of so and so. No, I didn't find that. <laughs> God only ever needed one person. And that was his dearly darling son. And he was obedient even unto death, the Bible says. The death of the cross. And when he went away, he said, I'll not leave you coverless, but I'll send you another comforter. He'll teach and lead and guide you all things whatsoever I have told you. And that's the Holy Ghost to the Holy Spirit. That's right. And the good news is, He didn't come to speak of Himself. Hey, man, brother. Hallelujah. I like that. It ain't about me. It ain't about you. It ain't about Doc Bottle Stopper or Molly Saw Wiggle or any of them. It's all about Him. It ain't about what I want, what you want, what this one wants, what that one wants, what this church wants, what that church wants. You know what takes us back to the cross and the old way? It's His way. We've got to want what He wants. Amen. Hallelujah. And even in a world that's changing, Brother Mullen, I still recognize hope when I see it. Again, just like last week, I, I just I sat there today falling like a baby, just amazed at God giving confirmation, just like He did last week in your Sunday school lesson. Brother Mullen talking about the first time He come through the door, the Lord appeared to Him and told Him He was in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Brother Mullen, the Lord didn't have to show up for some man to come stand before and say, 
welcome. You're in the right place. God's big enough. He can do it himself. Amen. 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 He did. <laughs> hope. Yeah. Looking for something. And you recognize what hope looks like. Amen, brother. Oh, Zachariah said we're going to call him John. You know what hope looked like to Zachariah? Being mute. Not being able to talk. Now, I realize a lot of you sisters probably think, well, man, that's the kind of hope I'm waiting on. My husband to be mute. Well, I got bad news. Old Zach was the only one I ever found that happen to. I'm sure Karen would like me to be mute sometimes, Brady. Matter of fact, I'm almost positive she prays for it from time to time. Hope. Recognizing what the seeds of hope look like. Seeds most of the time don't look like the plant. Yeah. Come on, brother. The truth right there. Matter of fact, there's been times I've got packets and ordered packets from the Berkey Seed Company. And they'll say one thing, and man, you make whether it be a hill or a row, Brother Dayton, for that specific plant. And you're so careful when you line it out and plant. And I, you probably do like I do. You take the packet at the end, maybe, and punch a hole through the outside. That's how I do it. That way, until it's growing, you know what's that. But then sometimes what I thought and what the pack says is there. I think maybe they hired old blind Bartimaeus to pack that seed that day. Because what I'm getting ain't what a plant. Hello, right there. He said, I'll give you houses you ain't built. You'll reap where you did not. Never taken a victory when you didn't even fight the battle. Come on, bro. Well, bless the name of the Lord. I'm tasting victory this morning. Victory in Jesus. God would love those that was really not lovable. You all didn't know the things, even as a small child, that I had done and was doing. 
God did. Kill him up me anyway. Yeah. Let's go. Out there on the hillside one night with a bunch of shepherds and just had nobody out there but their sheep. There were some angels showed up. He said, way down yonder in that city of David, yeah. Brandon the Savior is born. Amen. Which is Christ the Lord. Yeah. So a bunch of old shepherds gathered up and left their sheep on the hillside and went and saw the Lamb of God. Can you imagine the first appearance that them boys when they got down there and they looked in and there was a newborn baby, a young mama and a young daddy in an old nasty stable. Wasn't there some plush room? Wasn't nurses coming in and doctors making sure everything was sanitized, Brother Dayton? But they knew they had found something special. What's hope look like to a bunch of shepherds? Well, it appears to them what they know and what they can relate to. It was a lamb laying in a manger. He said, you shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. Oh, I don't know. I've often thought, Brother Dayton, I wonder how long it was before they got there that Mary took that precious baby and just set him down so gently in that manger. But he had to be there, Jim, because the angels told him that's where you'll find him. Wouldn't have worked if they rolled in and She'd have been rocking him and singing. No, no, no. He said, you'll find him laying in a manger. What God has told us, God will bring to pass. What's hope look like? Say this and we're going to close. I'll tell you what hope looks like to me. Hope looks like the world we're living in. Because the Bible says when you look around and you see all of these things come to pass, he says, look up for your redemption draw nigh. Brother Mullins, it ain't going to be very long. It could be before the clock strikes midnight tonight. But God will send for his bride and will leave this whole world. Amen. That's what hope looks like to me. You're here this morning, you don't know the Lord. Let me share what hope looks like or should look like to you. The Bible says, choose you this day whom you'll serve. He said, I have another place. He said, I've sat before you life and death. Another scripture says, I've sat before you an open door. In other words, Jesus has opened every opportunity. He's given you all hope. He's given you all opportunity to come and nail down the fact that you can be saved today. Preacher. If salvation is what some I've seen have, I don't want it. Well, I got news for you. Some people just got enough to make them miserable. Yeah. Religion, that is. Yeah, Religion will make you miserable. Yeah. Religion is packed full of do's and don'ts and shouldn't and shouldn'ts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on, brothers. But salvation. It's a heart that loves God and you want to please Him. Yeah. 
You know why I don't do the things that I used to do? Because I want to please the Father. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I told you last week about the time Dad, we got home from church and he gave me my walking papers. As much as I never wanted that to happen, if you ever get a whipping from the Lord, you won't want another. Where are you getting at, preacher? Yeah. I walk the road I walk, not out of fear, but out of want to. Amen. Yeah. I said last week, and I'll say it again, I'm here, and I go to church, not because I have to. If that was the case, people that were crippled and unable to get to the house of God, they wouldn't have a hope, Brother Jim. That's right. But I'm here because one, I can, and I want to. God will change your wants. He will. Amen. That's the truth. I work with people, let me say this and we'll close. I work with people that Friday they was talking about the COVID and one thing that they mentioned. And I found it sad because they made this statement. Brother Dayton, they said, man, I hope this COVID mess gets over by the next football season. Because they said a lot of us will get together and go. I, I don't even know where it's at or what it is. I guess because I've lived out of state for so long, Tennessee. But they, I guess somewhere they call the Raven's Nest. And they said, we go there and, man, we'll party it up. Yeah. And they was bragging about the last time they was there, and they couldn't go last year, but they were bragging about the last time they were there, who was inebriated the most. Yeah. Can I tell you, there used to be a day that, Brandon, I thought that's what fun was. Amen, brother. Yeah. And I'm ashamed to tell you that. That's not fun. That's not a good time when you're trying to tell somebody what you've done and you don't remember half of it. Because you wasn't even in your right mind. In services, Brother Mullen was talking about during revivals when the house was full, people shouting. I remember them times. Amen. I remember services. But at that time, Sister Joyce, Brother Ralph, and Brother Jim, and Brother Ralph would sing, man, they'd fall like a cloud. Big old Brother Ralph, man, I used to think was a mountain of a man. I'd watch that brother melt like ice cream in a hot desert sun. Just watch God all over And as a little kid, when we first came here, I didn't really understand it. But I knew there's something to it. Yeah. Amen. Can I tell you? That's what I live for. Yeah. That's what I long for. And can I tell you this? I don't care if COVID stays or COVID leaves. Yeah. God says I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said I say the same power that God had then. It's the same power this morning he still has.
recognize what hope looks like. As we stand and as we sing, Jesus wants you to see hope this